I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Parenting Tools podcast. My name is Jordan. And my name is Jason. It's the podcast where myself and Jordan talk about our lives as dads. Ups and downs, roundabouts, funny stories. Emotional stories. Yeah. Kids. We're just two blokes doing our best. That is true. To stay afloat. Yeah, and awake. And awake. <laughs> if, uh, if you've been listening to us for a little while and you've not, left, not yet left us a review or a rating, please do. Because that helps us out. Do you know how I, f- I found out how that actually helps us out? Good, because people say it all Pe- the time. People say it all the time. How does it help us out? The podcast charts. The charts, you can yes. Go up, yeah, you can go up in the podcast charts if people review and rate you. So yeah, please do leave us, leave us several reviews. Yeah, I think you can only do one. Get someone else's phone. Fake account. <laughs> Honestly, I'm all for it. <laughs> Just leave us a nice one. Jordan, this episode we're joined by a guest. We have got a guest. Yeah, we've got joining us today on the pod, Lisa. Lisa Whitley. I've known Lisa. It's funny when you think about it. I've I've known Lisa since I was about 18. Wow. Um, I went to Lisa's church for uni when I was, well, not for uni, didn't study university <laughs> at the church, but when I was at university, I went to, to Lisa's church. So yeah, I've known, I've known Lisa for a long time. Lisa's got a, a, a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So going to be talking to her about what her family life looks like. Amazing. Really looking forward to that. Got a great story. Before we get to that, can I just talk about passport photos? Yeah. Passport photos for kids. Oh, getting them to stay still. Yeah. So uh, me being a cheapskate, I thought I'd do it at home. Yeah. Find a white wall. Sat Noah down on a suitcase. So she was appropriately alone. We didn't get the light switch in the shot. And I said, just, just do a normal face. <laughs> for those that aren't watching on the video, uh, just imagine a face that is not a normal face. This is what she did. She went. So no, don't, don't 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 smile. She went. No, don't don't fr- just just relax your face. Just go. 
just just do a normal face at casual <laughs> and for some reason yeah, she's like so I put her face forward like <laughs> anyway we got one and something I'm really proud of did it get approved it did oh that's good got approved and it's she's wearing a Liverpool football kit she's got a football kit she's on she's got a football kit so we ordered she started football lessons yeah I say football lessons loosely yeah it's yeah. like a toddler's one there's footballs around and goals um, but we uh, went online picked for all the football kits that she wanted and well not all of them she got to pick one yeah from the ones that were on sale <laughs> pricey football <laughs> kits it was 20 quid for the whole thing there top bottoms and socks yep amazing um, anyway it arrived a week before she was going to football and she wore it like for like just put it on straight away she loved it yep I was elated um, but anyway her passport photo is now in her Liverpool football kit lovely and uh that that makes me happy as a Liverpool fan. Makes me very happy. Just very proud. Yeah. And she's also got a very awkward face on her passport photo. <laughs> well, the other day, um, so my wife uh, grew up in Newcastle. And she's still got friends in Newcastle. Newcastle? I, ca- I can't do a Newcastle accent. It's the like... <laughs> it's, the, it's my worst <laughs> accent by far. Try it, go on. What do you want me to say? What do Newcastle say? Give us a pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I can't do it. Um, she's got some friends in Newcastle that sent us down a Newcastle kit for Luca. This was pre-Saudi money before Newcastle got good. Oh, okay. So kind of. Anyway, she laid it out for him to go to his football lesson um, on his football lesson. What's it called? Session? Training session? It's football. Whatever. Football session, lesson, training. The Newcastle kit was laid out and I thought, you know what? I'll allow it because you're from there. I don't know it. And it's... <laughs> what the heck was... <laughs> no idea. just came over me. I want that to be memed. <laughs> I'm going to make it a meme. For some reason, I just imagined like a judge going, I don't know it. <laughs> I would love and hate to be made a meme. Well. <laughs> anyway, Newcastle kit was laid out. In the morning, he comes down in his Liverpool kit. Nice. I was so proud. Well done. Yeah, I was so proud of that. So yeah, there we go. Little proud dad moment there. The only thing I'm upset about with Noah's football kit choice, it wasn't the red one. It was the jazzy one. It's the white one with lines all over it. Too jazzy. And uh, she didn't even, I I liked the red one. There's a purple one, which I wanted her to get. Mm. And I did that thing when I was like, oh, you can pick any of these. What about this one? And she went, no, I I want that one. I was like, oh, but what about this one? I genuinely must have tried it about 20 times before I gave in and was like, she's never going to want the one that I want. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> that really took me by surprise, that did. <laughs> We've, uh, I think a common occurrence that's happening in our house at the moment is the making and baking of cookies and cakes. Nice. You've mentioned this because she was eating the flour. Yeah. She smells the flour, thinks cakes, and then just dives in. Yeah, so when making cakes, I don't know what comes over or possesses my child, but as soon as you sieve the flour, she wants to eat it. Mm. And she doesn't seem to recognise it tastes like flour. She'll go in for a second scoop. (laughs) It's really bizarre. But we have to make them because all the cakes and cookies that have milk, egg and soy in, she's allergic to them. So we're making a lot of them. I found some good recipes online. And today I thought I'd push the bow out and make some chocolate chip 
cupcakes. Mm. So when I say it's happening, I'm loving making cakes. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> and so the tasks that I'd, and like, you know, when you're doing stuff with kids, you have to assign them tasks that they can do that also aren't annoying to you and still get the job done. Yes. Yeah. So like, absolutely. She, she was not in charge of pouring the batter into the cupcakes. We yeah. tried that before, never happening again. But she could put the little things in the tray. So her, her job, yeah. yeah, she can put she put the cupcake holders in the tray. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. Oh, perfect. She, she can pour in some of the ingredients, but she can't stir because it goes everywhere. Oh, I've got a good technique for that. It's got to be quite liquid though. Just oh, a yeah. little whisk in the hands like that. Yeah. My son loves doing that and he can oh, do it. I'll try to teach it, but my daughter seems to think she knows more than me already. Yep. So I assigned her the She'll task learn. of... Uh, <laughs> I've put in the chocolate chips in each cupcake little thing. Lovely, lovely. I'd task. already put the batter in. Put, put three or four little ones in 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 each cake holder, and I made the mistake that all parents make. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> Started doing some washing up. Hasn't got to be for long, has it? And it was fully intentional. She poured the whole pack into one. Boom. And I just left it like it. <laughs> How did it turn out? delicious <laughs> <laughs> I knew which one I was having straight away sounds like she does know better than you but what I can say is uh, I think I could open a bakery it would fail but I think I could do it <laughs> it wouldn't be a good one no we, one said it would be a good one we could make one type of cookie and one type of cake yeah there you go what more do you need exactly well I was making pancakes with my kids the other day and they like to help and now both of them like to help mm. So my son tapped the egg on the side of the uh, jug and then passed it to me and I cracked it in. My daughter tapped the egg on the side of the jug and just squeezed it. (laughs) That's brilliant. And I could see it happening. It was like slow motion. When she didn't immediately pass it to me, I thought, she's just going to squeeze this. So I quickly put my hand out, managed to catch most of the egg. But D and me... She's and then like, she just starts crying because there's a bit of egg on her. When you're doing like activities with kids, like when you're doing planned activities with kids, I can usually cope with a bit of mess and a bit of chaos. Yeah. This was a, an activity we said we would do and the day was running out. Mm. We had to squeeze it in before I had to make dinner. So there was not a lot of room for <laughs> like chaos or mess. Yep. And so yeah, it was probably not the funnest it's just what happens there. It's just, just what happens there. Militant cake making. <laughs> There'll be no fun had. I won't allow it. I wouldn't allow it. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, Lisa, rescue us. Let's speak. Let's speak to Lisa. Well, hey, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, yeah, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> uh, usually we, we start off with a basic question of who are you and what have you got? So uh, I have two children. I have Miles, who's nine, and Edith, who is about to be seven. Oh, amazing. Nine, nine and seven. So we're at the kind of, we're still preschool age. Well, my son's just started school. Right. Um, what's it like having a nine and a seven year old? Um, I love this age. The older the- they're getting, the better it's getting. Like I see friends now who have like three year olds or who are like just coming into like the naps, like coming out of naps or all of that. And I'm like, I don't miss that at <laughs> all. <laughs> like, I am so pleased I'm not wiping anyone's bum. 
I'm not like having to do any of that anymore. It's they're much more independent. You can have a much better chat with them. Too much chat sometimes. Too much chat. But I, yeah, this this is great. This is great. From about, I'd say for me, it was like four, five up. Took took a good took a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, ah, oh, right. I I like this is this. I like you now. That's good. <laughs> At what age do they stop hiding things in, like, the washing machine and in random places? When when does that stop? That doesn't really that doesn't really stop. They still move <laughs> stuff. I'm like, why? Where are you moving the stuff? Where are you moving stuff? Let me study your room. No, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And particularly, I think particularly, um, so Miles, he's nine. Um, and they're both they're both so different really and as everybody is very different but it's so surprising sometimes how you can have two children so so different one's a sleeper one's not a sleeper one eats everything or one doesn't eat everything it's like they are quite opposite in that sense but there's only a two and a two year two month age gap between mine so i don't remember much of not having two that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what we have also, I think the older they got, they don't remember much of life without each other. So they will they play a lot together. They do a lot together. If they're not if they're in a sweet spot, it's it's not it's nice. That's a nice spot to be in. <laughs> I'm I'm curious, what what is like the what is the T V show of choice for a seven or nine year old? Today I was thinking this morning. Bluey was on and I was thinking of you guys. (laughs) I was was like, um, what's the TV choice? Oh, they're such trash. Such (laughs) trash. What do they watch? Something called like The Investigators, which is on Netflix, which, oh, I just can't stand. It has this like, like every few minutes. Oh, it's just so annoying. We're quite big into films in my house. They will have, we've got, um, like we've got Disney clubs or whatever. So they'll have, you know, they'll put, they'll put, you know, a film on. So like BFG is popular. Matilda was very, very popular. Wow. So Edith loves Matilda. Um, so yeah, it's, it, yeah, they, they're pretty they're pretty good. Mars tends to have the monopoly of it. And Mars will not watch anything like Frozen. He's like categorically no, he can't stand it. But they're they're high. I don't know, to be honest, I just kinda leave them to it with the TV. I'm not I just sort it out between you. <laughs> do they, do they... Parenting tips are out between you. <laughs> use it. Use it when you need to. Do they um do they get on with each other? On the whole, yeah. Yeah. On the whole, I think so, yeah. That Yeah, I think I think they do. <laughs> there are obviously moments where no. I mean, like on the weekend I wasn't very well and they had obviously they just weren't in the right place together, so I had to make that I had to put them on different floors of the house. I was like, right, one of you's upstairs, one of you's downstairs, because you obviously just can't work this out between you at the moment. So it's a bit of a divide. Then. <laughs> um, but when but when they're on it, when they're both 
you know, on it, then they, yeah, they, they will get on and they do get on. And surprising, surprisingly so, I think sometimes, because Mars is a very, um, he's super like, he's like a builder, so he'll make the Lego, whereas Edith will play with the Lego. So it kind of works well in that sense, because he's just like, I just want to construct it. He's not great with imaginary play. He's like, I don't, I don't see the point, but I can make a Lego for you then to play with the imaginary play. So they kind of go, it kind of works well like that. Um, and and then you, then you can tidy it up. So you've got a nice little conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes, goes through. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So Lisa, I, I've, I was thinking, I'm, I met you when I was a fresher at university, oh maybe God. before. That's about 14 years ago. What was it? 14? Isn't that insane? We were so young. Yeah. We had we so much so, energy. We'd had so much sleep. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You, remember, you probably used to think we were busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um then a, a big a big part of me going to, to Coventry for university was was your late husband Simon. He kind of I met him when I was sixteen, seventeen, and he was constantly going to me, come to Coventry, come to Coventry. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. He was a big reason why I chose to go there because he was just pestering me to go. Um, <laughs> so I owe him a lot. Um, tell us a little bit about Simon and and kind of your guy's story um, there. Yeah. Gosh. Um, okay. So, so I'm 38 now, and I met Simon. He was still at university. I had just left university. At 21 we met and married pretty quick it um he was training to be a pastor of a church and he um through some mutual friends we met and we married and then our first like placement like his first job was in Coventry so then that's why we were then in Coventry so that was, yeah, like that was what, 14, that was, yeah, 14 years ago. So that was when we just first, we first got to Bob then. Um, and we were married five years and then we had Miles and then two years later we had Edith. And then two, Edith was two years old and Simon had started to become quite unwell. We'd moved to rugby at this point and Simon began to become quite unwell um physically um he yeah was wasn't eating sleeping lots um and after lots of investigations and stuff it, it was found that he had he had terminal cancer and then we had one year of like treatment and um yeah and, and kind of just them keeping him alive which was incredible for 13 months he was he was um poorly and then he died on the 27th of November, 2019, um, three days before Edith's third birthday. Well, so she, yeah, so that, and then it's two days later is Simon's birthday. So I have a, a week in the year where I have Simon died, Edith's birthday, Simon's birthday that week. Um, so that then meant at 20, I think, oh, yeah, I was 34. So that being 
coming up to four years ago now at 34 and um, I was a widowed um, with two children Mars was five and like I say Edith just turned three and then the, the timeline of events was four months later was lockdown so oh. it always blows my mind that Simon no. didn't know the word COVID he didn't know the word pandemic or lockdown because it wasn't in our vocabulary um yeah. you know i was able i was so grateful i was able to go to all of his treatments i was able to you know be in the hospice and and be be everything i i didn't work during that time at all um i was there for everything and if, if it had been you know four or five months later it would be a very very different story um yeah so that's so we were married. We were married ten years, and um, we had a, a big party um, on our tenth anniversary um, in my parents' house down in London, and, it, it, and that was incredible with gorgeous family and friends. He really wanted to to make our tenth anniversary. He also really wanted to see Mars go to school. It was a really big deal for him to see him go to go to school, and. Um, and and he managed and he managed both of them. I love that you guys both knew Simon, so he's not a he's not a stranger to, to either of you. And um, he was a very determined, very driven, um, very incredible person. I miss him a lot. Miss him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was. No, he was brilliant. And like I said, um, you know, at the time you don't realise the impact someone will have on your life, but him like encouraging me to go to Coventry University, you know, I've still got friends some of my closest friends from that time you know so yeah. like it's funny the impact that it has and my career's panned out because you know I went there and I did that course and, and all that kind of stuff so yeah I'm really I'm really grateful to him for all those kind of things but how how was it as a as a mum then handling all of that now we touched on explaining death to to kids last week um but not really in detail and how how do you do how do you go about parenting through that well i think oh i don't know i don't it's only only in my my experience of course like i and and how we managed it as a as a family i suppose um a lot of it i suppose is is like child kind of appropriate language like I remember for instance so so Simon really wanted the kids at the funeral so he had said I really want the kids at the funeral and and we wanted to explain it particularly to Miles so so Edith was younger. So Edith was just, like I say, Edith was just three. And um, it's not that she was, she, she just wasn't as aware as a five-year-old. Yeah. So Miles is, was much more aware. And um, he came to, they both came to the hospice just before Simon died. Um, and, and Miles has much more vivid memories around that. Um, and I think he was much more aware of what, what had happened but I'm not sure Edith hasn't is much more of a photographic memory. And yep. um, I think what I've always kind of gone with is is honesty. 
and there's a lot of literature and a lot of support out there and I remember speaking to like the palliative nurses about it of like using using and like correct the correct language so saying somebody has died not saying somebody has passed away so like I'll give you for instance and we have said because of our beliefs we have said that Simon's in heaven but you know that was after we talked about that he died I remember the first, one of the first um, holidays we went to was in Devon. And I said yep. to Edith, well, are we going to Devon? She said, heaven? Heaven, we're going to see daddy in heaven? And I was like, what? No, no, we're going to Devon. They sound very similar, they hate, but they're very different places. Oh, bless her. Bless her. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think explaining things as much as I could to them was helpful. So, like, my gorgeous friend she actually put like a powerpoint presentation together because she's um a teacher um for miles um to to run through the funeral day for him so like there'll be lots of people they'll look very right. sad and um, then there'll be this kind of car then there'll be a um coffin that will look like this then you're going to go to this building the crematorium there'll be more people there, then there'll be flowers, you know, and just kind of like explained it. One of the hardest things I found to explain to the kids was cremation. Because if you start saying like, you're gonna burn someone's body, it asks that's really morbid, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. So we, we talked about that as a family actually. And we just talked about like, um, we call, and we still call it now daddy dust. So in terms of like, we, I think it was actually my mother-in-law who's like, um, you know, the leaves on the trees, they, they, um, disintegrate and they kind of de de like, you know, decompost is that the word, don't they? And bodies do that over time as well. And that's what's happened to daddy's body. And now we're going to scatter daddy's dust where he's asked us to, so we can remember him in that place. So oh. that, that kind of not scary language but also being aware isn't it of like how how you say how you say things but being truthful mm. i'm a pretty i think i'm a pretty truthful parent i think when you've had to have when you've had to explain to your children that your their daddy is very very unwell and um and then the you know the heart one of well, I think it's the hardest conversation I've ever had and probably hope to ever have um, was when I told Miles he died in the morning. Um, and using that word, died, rather than, like I say, passed away, gone to heaven, because it, it can yeah. get it can get yeah. confusing. Um, but, you know, we, we had some books that had been shared with us. The books have helped. Like I've got kind of like, we have The Invisible String, which is a great book. There's some other books that we've got. Um, I can share with you, actually, put it on like some show notes. Like just some really good um, books about remembering people when they've died and that their memory then lives on in you. So yeah. we've always been really... And we talk about Simon every day. We talk about, you know, daddy every day. There's not a, a, you know, there's not a day that goes past that, you know, Miles won't pray for daddy or pray or talk about him or will remember him in something. Um, 
you know, and I've always been very like, it's not. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, it's, it's not a dirty word. You can always talk about him. You know, he's still alive mm. in us. He's in our hearts. And we kind of talk, you know, talk in that sense, really. I can't remember your question. What was it? How do you parent through that? With yeah, honesty. Just, just parenting through that. Like, because, you know, parenting with two parents present is tricky. Yeah. At the best of times. And, you know, you've just mentioned that you've had a cold or you've, you've been ill, you've had COVID. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's really hard when you're ill and there's two of you. It's hard when you're ill and there's one of you, but then you've got the whole grief element as well going on. I just just admire you so much, really, for, for spinning all those all those plates. I think I think that thank you. I think in a really weird way, COVID, like because it hit like like I say four months after side eyed. There was a bit of like, it's just, you're just going to have to get on with this. Like, mm. the, no one's allowed in. No one's really allowed out. Like, you, the three of us have got to work this out. Um, but I did have a lot of therapy, particularly that first year that helped because I had that year that Simon was unwell was so traumatic in so many ways of, you know, just just the whole chemotherapy and anyone who's experienced or been near anybody that has had cancer treatment will be well aware it's just so, so horrific. And so I had a lot of therapy that year um, for a lot of the PTSD really around that because it, I'd had so many flashbacks. But... I remember I remember thinking even quite soon after Simon died and I was feeling quite anxious about stuff. I'm not even sure whether COVID had hit yet. And I just remember thinking, I have got to be okay. I have got to be okay for these children. So I need to get the therapy I need to get. I need to get the support around me that I need to have. And I need to build now my life again um, so that these kids will be all right or I'll give them the best the best chance of being all right. And you just kind of, I just kind of, I suppose, threw myself in, into that really. One of the things was like fitness. I was like, okay, if I can't get to the gym because of COVID or I can't get to the gym because 
and you know you have two kids at home and one of you know you have to have an adult here okay right i'm gonna get a bike so i can cycle in the front room so i remember like setting up one of simon's bikes on like rollers just just <laughs> like oh what we're doing but i was like i need to exercise yeah and um, so and i still and i still do that now um It is, it is a constant, but I think it's just constant being a parent though, like constantly, like in, you know, a, a, a mental load. But I think I am so lucky. I'm so fortunate. I have an incredible right network around me. So my parents moved up from London um, kind of in the middle of COVID after side died. They opted to relocate. Size mum and dad um, don't live far away at all either. They're like also here. Um, and so I have an incredible network of family and friends as well. Um, and I think as the kids are getting older as well, like you can cut like organizing play dates or, you know, just being able to kind of, um, you know, say, oh, you could, can you, can you watch Miles while he's, a church or you know what I mean Pe- people people don't mind and people are kind and um, yeah. it truly does take a village for sure and I'm all for like asking all of the village to help <laughs> um but it's yeah it is truly it it's the mental load I think of I don't know of having of your kids kind of emotional well-being on yeah. your shoulders i think as well like whereas maybe at the end of the day you chat as parents like or they had a meltdown today or you know i wonder what's going on with them at school and it's and it for me it's it's this the sting comes i have like sting points i call them kind of throughout the year there's lots of them but things like first day of school so like edith's first day of school was really like Simon should be here um, and that happens like pretty much every, every year because they're starting a new school they, you know, and you've got the pictures and everybody's there with their parents and da, da, da. parents evening as well like I'll just it'll just be me and the kids um, school plays and stuff but I mean the thing is is that like I say I've got grandparents they're always like welcome you know they're <laughs> And the you know their their generosity of time as well they they see the kids regularly in the week and they enable me to to live and and to have the life that I've got now like I definitely see that and know that um so it's it's not I'm really fortunate it's not it's not all on me um it is but it's also not like I feel incredibly supported. And I know that I wouldn't be able to do, um, do what I do, work how I work, and um, see my friends, you know, parent how I parent. If I didn't have, didn't have them around me for sure. Uh genuinely, it's just. I think Jordan said I'm changed in awe. Like, <laughs> just even. Again, I, I remember at the time when when Simon was poorly and. I remember just the emotions that we felt as well, and it was like, oh. And to then add on to that, being a parent, honestly, just I think you've done incredibly. 
Um, and like, and like, like you said, like it's ongoing, like it's, it's ongoing and parenting is ongoing, but not in it the same really way. It really is. <laughs> um, I just, I just think that's incredible. I think I really liked how you, you were saying that, um, like you, not a day goes by that you don't talk about him. Um, and I think that's just, that's, that's really helpful. I think as well, really helpful and really healthy that actually process that properly. You have to be able to, like, like you said, it's not a dirty word as Let's, let's remember him well and um I just love that absolutely absolutely and and because it's every they say with children it's like every every new stage they enter they grieve in another way because oh. their 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 mental understanding again of grief and of loss of absence you know their awareness is you know is changing all the time you know, Edith said to me the, only the other day, she said, you know, you have more memories of daddy than I do. And I was like, well, I am a bit older than you. But then she said, well, Miles does too. I don't remember him like you do. And yeah. that's not fair. And I was like, it's not fair. And just, you know, holding that with her, I can't fix it. I realized very early, I cannot fix their grief. I cannot, I can't change it. I just can't. I'm not, in, I'm not, I just can't. But I suppose through the therapy iPad, it's now allowed me to have that like larger capacity to kind of be able to hold, hold those um, and validate that emotion. Because kids are so, they're so in the moment. Like she can be distraught by that moment and then it can, it will move quite quickly into, right, I'm going to go and play with my bobbies. And off she goes. And I'm kind of less <laughs> like, oh, I know you don't, you know, I surrounded your room in pictures of your daddy, but you can remember that here's the picture of you here with him holding you. And, you know, but they do, they do, um, they do change they do move through their emotions and I think it's like adults as well, but it's just important to be able to kind of like hold and validate, validate them really. And um, in, in those, in those times, it's not all easy. And I've always been really, really like pro them talking mm. and, and, not always just to me either, you know, talking to other people, talking to professionals if need be, um, talking, you know, talking to parents, talking to grandparents, you know, and anyone really. Um, because I don't think, I think it's kind of at the beginning of our generation, like it's our generation's almost responsibility to bring up the next generation that are able to talk about their emotions so freely. Well, and to be able to name those emotions, there's lots of emotions often in our house, and just due to there being a lot of emotions. And so I think we've I've tried to kind of keep the just like keep the ability of validation and naming of those emotions like at the forefront, so that we're not sideswiped by them. It's like no, actually you're showing me anger, but actually you're sad. Okay, let's talk about the sadness. Mm. rather than just shout because you're angry i don't yeah. know we make it up as we go along don't we all yeah don't we all well, don't we all in hope that everybody everyone's all right by the end of the day yeah. 
try to keep the injuries down to a minimum. That's <laughs> enough bedtime. I'm like, yeah, bedtime. <laughs> you have some of those days, don't you? Where you checking checking the clock? You're like, can't wait for bedtime today. I'm not bedtime. I think even like last night, I was like, kids, when you go to bed, I'm going to bed as well. Okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll tell you what as well. Good on you doing lockdown with a five-year-old. Homeschool, man. Woo! Homeschool. Wow. Oh, I've never go I've never Googled stuff so much in all my life. And I was trying to work and it was and I just got back to work as well after not really being around for like a year. And um yeah, I mean, I did have, I did, because I'm a key worker, they were able to go in for a few days a week. But even now, me and Miles find it really difficult to, to be on a laptop or on a computer together trying to do um, any kind of work. Like, we're still, we still even look at each other like, this is like, this is like lockdown days when we like, can't do this. <laughs> it is, it, yeah. I don't, he, I'm not sure what he learned that year, if much. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's caught up now, I think, but oh, we were, yeah, it wasn't, it, Edith, Edith was in, um, Edith was more preschool, so she just, she continued to, to, to play. To be honest, I don't know whether I like, rem- I do remember, it sounds like a lot of like amnesia, but I think it's just, I don't know, I think a lot of people might have from, from COVID, because it was, it was just a survival mentality, wasn't it? It was like, well, we've just got to kind of survive this. Because um, yeah. I, yeah, I look back on lockdown with with like really positive memories. Yeah, like I, I really. So we just had one. We just had Luca, and he was six months when we went in. Seven months. So he was really manageable, and it was just the one. Much. And there was a, a two to one ratio. Yeah, there was no yeah, homeschooling. Yeah. He couldn't speak. He couldn't yeah. tell me to go away. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> So I look back on it with really positive memories. And we were talking about this at work recently about, you know, what would we do if they had another lockdown? And my initial thing was, I'd love it. And then I thought, oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Not now there's two of them that are very active and homeschooling would play a part and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the homeschooling and just, yeah, the activity levels. Like, we're quite lucky where we live. Like I've got a lovely garden and we've got like local woods and stuff. So... I remember doing like yoga in the garden. I quite, in a weird way, I kind of liked it. I kind of like, and maybe initially I liked it because it just kind of it just made it all go quiet. It'd been so busy, and um, but I think you know it just kind of changed everything. I wasn't very, I probably wasn't very good at staying home before lockdown. And that used to be, you know, like with me and size, so I would be like, no, I just want to have like a chilled weekend. And I'd be like, no, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And he'd be like, I really just want to like chill. Whereas now I'm like, I I don't mind <laughs> staying home now. I'm like quite all right about it. Um, and I think lockdown did that. It like enabled me to kind of be like, it's okay to stay home. And um, it's, yeah, it's, I think the kids got used to it as well because they they were just like, oh, well, we can't really go anywhere. Trying to protect them as well, wasn't it? It was trying because you didn't want them. Oh, it was really difficult because you didn't want to be like, 
completely scare the living daylights out of them. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you guys had a had a a time of it then. You know, side passing and then lockdown kicking in. Still like life, because life looked different for everybody, but for you, it it certainly looked very different. Yeah, and it made it, it makes it come to the surface of like, okay, so what do I value now? I think there's there's a definite for me there was there's a definite like before Simon died and an after Simon died. They say, don't they? Like you live two lives, and the first life you live, and then the second life you live when you realise you've actually only got one life. Like remember can't remember the phrase but I think Simon dying made me realize nothing's guaranteed nothing is it challenged everything every single area of my life was thrown in the air and questioned and when it all kind of came patting down I was like right what what how do I want to rebuild this where are my foundational blocks going to be and where am I going to put my energies in? Where am I going to put my finances in? Where am I going to, how am I going to build, how am I going to rebuild? And I suppose I think a bit of lockdown, because you couldn't get distracted on anything else. There was nothing, you couldn't, you couldn't, I couldn't use distraction. So I just wanted to fly away, you see. I just wanted to book plane tickets. Like I remember just wanting to just leave, run, 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 run. And um, the lockdown stopped you doing that. Um, which which was good actually because I wasn't ready and I think when you know stuff all started opening up and we did start going away you know my confidence grew and now like that is very much my um very much like a really high um priority of mine is to like travel with the kids and to you know see stuff with the kids and go places and like I took them to LA in um, April to see some friends. Um, and I'm even like, you're crazy, Lisa. Like, what? Yeah. Like, you took a, how old were they? Like, seven and five year old to LA on my 12 hour flight, just on my own. And I say it out loud and I'm like, wow, you, <laughs> but we had a great time. We really did. <laughs> like, it wasn't without his tears from everyone. At one point, like we pretty much got there and Edith had an ear infection. And I just remember kind of feeling like, I'm about to navigate the American healthcare system. Okay, oh, wow. do you take American X? <laughs> like, we do. I was like, oh, great. Okay, well, I'll just pay this problem away. Um, and, <laughs> and my endurance was that. But like, we had, we had such fun, like the, the three of us in LA, like on Santa Monica Pier, we met people like then I saw my friend like it was brilliant it was so good um and I just I don't know like I did there is a part of me that constantly is like you're you you like you do push things kind of to the limit a bit but then a big part of me also is like well you really only have one life like don't yeah. don't wait do it there's no there's no guarantee here that next year or when you're 40 or whatever like I very much it's this constant kind of tension I live in of like wanting to do everything now and also um kind of 
needing to work and pay bill. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's like I saw this thing the other day and it cracked me up. I said it with like all my friends at work. They're like, I used to want a career, but now I don't want a career. I just want a job that pays for my plane tickets. <laughs> That's me oh. all over. Like I just, just want to buy plane tickets. And, <laughs> but it's less of a run now. I've had to really work on like, Lisa, you can't just run away. Like, yeah. think about this. Um, but the kids are really up for the adventure as well. And now I know we can do it. I'm kind of like, sometimes I just think, well, either they're annoying at home or they're annoying on a beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know where I'd rather be. <laughs> this is what I mean though. Like I'll, I'll avoid taking my kids to Aldi, never mind LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, if I, if I can avoid it, I will. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm more for like, See stuff like that, like I just put, I just pay, I just pay the problem away. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't like if I can avoid it. I don't go supermarket shopping because I spend so much more if I'm shopping like on the go. So if I do it online, so I just do online shopping. I have a cleaner that helps me loads. Like I just kind of had these things that make my life easier, and I think that was probably from diagnosis year, like with stuff being so tough me and so I would often be like look what's going to make life easier right now for us in the way that this this all this works so cleaner I was like a cleaner will help so I've had a cleaner since like then um and then yeah like I'm fortunate enough to be able to kind of you know um organize and logistically organize my life so that it will hopefully run a little smoother sometimes it obviously messes up but i think almost like you're you're the only one with all the logistics in your head so there's no other there's no other you know you're the one that needs to kind of delegate it out or talk about it or organize it yeah and and i suppose in a way that's a bit of a strength of mine that i can do that i'm a manager at work as well so i this kind of like <laughs> managed all the people with like you manage your people you manage your height you manage it all really that's so cool like, so, i think yeah. what you said like especially when you go through <laughs> like when your priorities change it changes how you spend your money like and um, when it's like just ease like this whatever's ease and me and jordan often have like the conversation of like time over money which one's more which one's more valuable and i will often pay like i will pay anything if it gives me more time totally uh, and it's like, it doesn't matter what it is, if I can afford it, I'll do it. And Jordan's always like, no, maybe not. <laughs> I'm tight. You're uh, tight. <laughs> Lisa, honestly, I, I, I genuinely, I could just sit and listen. Um, I, I think I think you're incredible. And I think, you know, even what you said, I think will be really helpful to a lot of people as well. Um, we have kind of one question that we usually ask before, like we round up, which is, do you have like one nugget of parenting wisdom to share with the world? And um, <laughs> do I have one? I think I'll raise me down. Oh, yeah, I did. Because you told me about this. <laughs> um, I make the memories and take the photos, but make sure you, you are in the photos. So often we'll take in pictures, you know, you got your phone yeah. and you're taking pictures of your kids, but get, get in the, get in the camera because 
the pictures I have of Simon and the kids are like gold. Like they're the precious ones. And also it shows your kids you were there. Because mm. I think often like, well, he did say, you work all the time. I'm like, no, I don't. I was wow. here. <laughs> um, it's like, proof. You know, I'm proving. Proof. This is good childhood you're having. So here you go. Proof. <laughs> Um, make the hol- make the memories, book the holiday. <laughs> you won't you won't regret it. Um, even if it's just I, I remember the, like we we went for like a couple of nights. I think like two months after Cy died, I was like, I just need to know I can take the kids away on my own. And I booked it before COVID, before lockdown happened. There was rumours of it, but I was like, ah, oh, we'll just go. And then, and we did it. And I was just like, oh, I'm not ever going to regret just doing it. Like it'll Good. it'll be all right, and it and it it'll it we're all right, and it is all right. And I think um, I don't think you should let fear really hold you back. Obviously, all within reason. Um, but you won't ever regret spending quality time with your kids. As much as they drive me mad, like trust me, they drive me mad. We're better when we're out of the house when we're doing something together. So like this weekend, I'm actually quite excited. Me and Miles are going to Harry Potter Studios. I've had to do my homework for this. I've had to watch all four. Well, I've only watched the four films because I couldn't couldn't manage the rest. <laughs> um, he's so excited, and it's just me and him. And I lo- like I love that when it's one on one. And mm. then for Edith's birthday, we're doing um, Matilda the Musical because she's so into that. Just again, one on one, and it's like rather than the plastic toys. It's like, let's do experiences, let's do memory making. And um, that's the kind of new era we're going into rather than, you know, I want this Barbie dream house or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, so yeah, that would be my wisdom. Take, take photos, do, do the things, um, take the photos and do the fun things with your kids. Because Miles reminded me the other day, he's like, I'm halfway through my childhood. I was like, <laughs> are you? He was like, yeah, I'm nine. And when I'm 18, you told me I'm an adult. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you're right. Yeah. All right. I said, it's not all it's cracked up to be, though, being an adult. So don't look, don't look forward to it too much. No, Next agree. thing, you're cycling in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and he's like this is the best thing in the world yeah, yeah. and then I said you're going to have to pay me rent he was like oh. <laughs> I was like yeah oh that's a good Lisa thank you so much that's been brilliant my cheeks hurt from just smiling listening to you speak <laughs> so thank you for listening to another episode of the Parenting Tools podcast if you want to send us a message or if you want to send Lisa a message via us you can do at Parenting Tools pod And do not forget to register for your IKEA tickets on the website, links in bio, all that kind of thing. Lovely. Smashing. See everyone next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.